everybody welcome back to popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly this is week three of stoner movie month yep uh we've hit a couple of the classics jay and silent bob cheech and chong this week's episode is uh a newer addition to the stoner movie lexicon mm-hmm. but it's a, a duo that has kind of become a sort of household mm-hmm. in a way like mm-hmm. sort of joining those leagues is harold and kumar Go to White Castle, yep. first movie. Or, as I just read on Wikipedia, Harold and Kumar, get the munchies if you're in the UK. <laughs> huh. I mean, I All guess right. I understand it because over there they'd be like, White Castle? Yeah. Who gives a fuck about White Castle? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Quest for the the ultimate munchie that you're craving. Yeah, exactly. Which is basically the premise of the whole movie is the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. You you can imagine that that movie was greenlit just based on that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, hey, I got this idea. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. Just because it's so kind of obvious yeah. of like, oh God, yeah, that's, you know exactly what you're getting into mm-hmm. when you sit down to watch a movie called yeah. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. This was not the first time I've seen it. I know I've saw it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot. It wasn't like, oh, this fucking movie again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like three or four times, you know, with like random people and hangouts and stuff. Yeah. And someone would put it on like, oh, fucking hell, it's more, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, not not a whole bunch. And had you ever seen it before? No, this was the first time I saw it. Okay. Yeah, this was, I was honestly shocked looking at it that it was 2004 okay. that this movie came out this feels like it came out the same year as like dude where's my car which this guy also directed makes sense yeah but like it felt like it was a, a few years younger than it actually was because it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah because then in 2005 is when um 40 year old virgin hit and then that kind of apatow style mm-hmm. of movie kind of took over yeah but this felt so 2000s movie in, a, in unfortunately, kind of the worst ways, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If as much as sometimes uh, Apatow comedies can kind of feel similar, even if they're not act technically made by Judd Apatow himself, like yeah. Superbad isn't Judd Apatow, but it's it, in that vein. And yeah. it, it, they all kind of sort of run together, especially mm-hmm. when they reuse so many cast members. <laughs> but at least it has like... Uh, an undercurrent of like a real story and like character and you know like depth to it a little Mm -hmm. bit even uh, even on top of all the silliness character development and growth yeah there's like actual moments where people act like people and like talk to each other about things uh, (laughs) or or just act like human beings like they're in a situation that isn't completely zany Mm -hmm. every once in a while because this movie is literally it's just like every moment is zany yeah. Even if it's trying to kind of work a, 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 a like sweetness angle of like, oh, you know, like uh, feeling mm-hmm. bad for the guys or feeling bad for Harold or, yeah. you know, hoping, you know, what they, they try to pull those little tricks. But it's in the middle of scenes that are just so absurd <laughs> that you're just like, what the fu- what are you trying to do? Yeah. Off the bat, you kind of have a question to start it off. Uh-huh. Uh, was this the first like big thing that Cal Penn had been in or was he in? something earlier i thought cal penn was um was in uh fucking van wilder with ryan reynolds 
And I think that's why it. Ryan Reynolds was in this. It's okay. kind of like a payback. Gotcha. Because Ryan okay. Reynolds was in, yeah, he was in Van Wilder. And then I'm, I'm pretty certain that Cal Penn played uh, like Raj, who was like a little buddy to Ryan Reynolds' character. Gotcha. I like him enough. Yeah. You know, I don't really have a like a, a slight against him at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it's never one of those things of like, oh, shit, Cal Penn's in this. I got to sit down and watch it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, look, look who's in it. Yeah. That's it's, That's my... That's his level for me. Yeah. <laughs> I do like um John Cho. He's just a he's just a charming dude. I, mm-hmm. I I forget what else I've really seen him in, but I know I've seen him. I know he was in the the new uh Star Trek movies. Okay. His character is the straight man of the two of them. Mm-hmm. So he gets to actually like show different emotions throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. Because it's like he goes, you know, he gets, you know, like puppy love and mm-hmm. super angry and freaking out, yeah. you know, and all sorts of stuff. And fucking Kumar is just like even keel whatever, dude, the whole movie. He doesn't really Pretty much, yeah. do anything, even when he's doing something like completely ridiculous that is supposed to come back later as like a meaningful moment when he saves that dude's life. In mm-hmm. the hospital, they just like drag them in to be like, you have to help this guy. He's got three bullet wounds in him. Mm-hmm. And he just like super duper easy takes him out like whoop a doop a doop. And then they move along. And then later in the movie, he's like, you know, that was actually pretty cool saving that guy's life. Like it didn't look like it registered to you yeah. in the moment. It looked like you were just like, yep, doop a doop a doop. Let's keep finding pot. Like you didn't yeah. care. And all of a sudden at the end, the movie's trying to make you feel like he cared about that. Like, no, he didn't. He doesn't care about anything. That's like the whole character. Yeah. So he doesn't give a shit. John Cho just gets better moments. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like the one, there's not that many laughs, mm-hmm. like full on laughs, at least anymore for me. Yeah. <laughs> So when they do come, I make a note of it. It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, there's the first one in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but his uh, his little freak out after Neil Patrick Harris steals his car, mm-hmm. where it just keeps like cutting from like close ups to wide shots of him just like, ah, ah, like that's great. <laughs> just yeah. him freaking out like that. <laughs> and then the moment directly after that also gets a laugh when they're going to cross the street to get to the, to yeah. the pay phone. <laughs> and he literally takes one step into the street, just woo, gets fucking ticketed. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it really felt like that cop was supposed to be Will Ferrell and they couldn't get him. Did you <laughs> see that? Bit, yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt that. Yeah. There were a lot of... I wanted to punch that cop too. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. He was definitely a dick. But, I mean, in the end, like, my first note, because, you know, the movie starts and Harold gets fucking, gets all this work dumped on him by his, like, co-workers. They're dicks. And then he comes home. And I assumed at first that those extreme guys live in their building. Yeah. And that's why they parked there. But so it's like, okay, so your your coworkers are dicks, your neighbors are dicks. There's the like hottie who lives down the hall who you haven't talked to yet. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cliche in the first like five minutes mm-hmm. that unless John Cho and Cal Penn are really, really charming, it's not gonna work. Yeah. And it definitely starts falling apart towards the end. There was a moment like yeah. I wrote that that's my first note. Is like they need to be really charming and they like they mm-hmm. need to work so that all this cliche can just kind of wash away. Like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's happening, but these guys are fun to watch. Yeah. Later in my notes, <laughs> I write specifically like they are not charming enough for this cliche. <laughs> you know, like it's it's yeah. gone, it's gone past way past off the rails. The the fact that the movie has like zero real insight or depth into these characters and what they're really kind of, or what, at least what Kumar's situation is, mm-hmm. 
because it's like he's sitting there in this apartment being paid for by his dad. Yeah. His dad wants him to go to med school. So if he doesn't go, he's going to like cut him off. Mm -hmm. But then he's just like, fuck him. I don't need his money. And it's like, why not? What do you do? It doesn't seem like you do anything. Yeah. How is this possible? And the movie's just like, no, no, no. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. There's never going to be a follow up on that. It doesn't matter what Kumar (laughs) does for money. Yeah. Just go. It's like, okay, fine. All right. Here we go. And then that fucking White Castle commercial comes on, which I'm 100% sure was like a made for the movie ultra sultry version. Mm -hmm. Like, ooh, you want these little burgers? Yeah. (laughs) It's like really (laughs) raunchy, which I kind of like loved. Like the idea that it's like Mm -hmm. they're so stoned that the commercial seems like way sexier than it would have if they were sober. Like, oh my God, yeah. I really do want those burgers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, they see the fucking sultry ass commercial for White Castle mm-hmm. and decide that the, the, the one note I did write down, I was like, we are not ending this night without White Castle in our stomachs. Mm-hmm. Like as ridiculous as it is and as like flimsy as it is for a plot to a movie, mm-hmm. it doesn't get much more definitive than that. Like the movie yeah. telling you what their goal is like straight up. That's what this is. Yeah. This they, is, this they is, need to get to White Castle. That's it. Yeah. And you know that it's like, so at the end, they, you know, they must, they must make it. There's no universe where a movie called Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and they definitively state like that, that they will not end the night without White Castle in their stomach. There's no universe where that movie doesn't end with them getting White Castle. (laughs) There's no possibility. So you know, you know that everything is going to come together in the end. Mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. The coincidences (laughs) In this movie. Yeah. Like the amount of them and how much they like compound on top of each other. It's like (laughs) the only way this could have happened is because of a previous coincidence that happened. Yeah. It's distracting. It's like they couldn't come up with new plot points or like secondary small side characters to... Oh. move the plot along they yeah, had to just, just the same guys yeah, just every like time. oh just bring these guys back but why yeah like made... why are all of these people an hour away from the apartment building that they live in really that's all i was like is fucking this is this version of new york like two square miles and that's it like i think uh, it's the... jersey oh yeah well whatever but yeah it, it the world felt so small Oh, yeah. For a movie that was supposed to be like this sort of grand adventure, Mm -hmm. it felt like they never left like the block they were on. Yeah. You know, even even when they they, like went went around the the corner. Yeah, exactly. It was like, that's just a forest preserve around the corner that Mm -hmm. they drove past. (laughs) They weren't in the woods. They weren't out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It was all just in this neighborhood. They just keep running into those fucking extreme guys, mm-hmm. which might be the most dated thing we've seen yeah. in one of these movies where it's like everything else, even, you know, way back in the fucking 70s for Cheech and Chong, mm-hmm. how much stuff is clearly dated because it's the fucking 70s. Right. And then Jane Tyler Bob Strike Back 2001. That's three years before this movie even. Mm-hmm. And that movie doesn't even really feel that dated. Yeah. This one, those fucking extreme guys, it oh was such... God. It was such a tiny slice of like pop culture mm-hmm. that was being skewered where it's like that existed. People like that yeah. or people acting like that. 
existed in like maybe the span of like two years did that actually happen yeah so this movie is just clearly like blam right there this mm -hmm. isn't something that's like oh yeah remember when people were extreme for an entire decade like no yeah, it was a tiny little fucking a little blip yeah a little blip on like pop culture <laughs> radar and this movie snagged it and it's like oh no movie <laughs> You oh, snagged the wrong thing. You are being dragged back to 2004 every time someone <laughs> pops this movie and there's no way around it. Yeah. So yeah, those fucking guys, uh, even even just the fact that they, they drove to like the wrong neighborhood mm -hmm. and then saw those two guys that kind of looked like them get the shit kicked out of them, which yeah. is pretty funny. It's like, it's not that bad a neighborhood. Then like, hey, those guys look like lame versions of us. And then they get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. So they know they have to leave. And then they drive way, way somewhere else. And then they go to the hospital where also his dad and brother work. Yeah. And those guys are there. It's like, like there's why no way this that was, hospital? Yeah, there's no way this was the closest hospital to them. Yeah. Like, why would those guys be there? And the movie's just like, because it's funny, I guess. Like, it's just a random coincidence. Yeah. It doesn't even lead to anything. They just like point at them. Yeah. Like, like oh, oh shit, look, it's those guys. Yeah. It's like that's all that's all you're hoping that's gonna get your laugh. Yeah. That's not true. enough, movie. Cut it. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah. One of the only coincidences that like actually like made sense and and like played out for me at mm. least was Neil Patrick Harris showing up at White Castle because he's like you guys yeah. were talking about it all night. Exactly. That like, one had Yes. Okay. I think th that last one though, they get to the fucking White Castle, they're doing whatever, and then and then Harold's asshole co-workers show up yeah. at White Castle at what is apparently like six in the morning. I mean, I guess if they were out partying, then they'd show up mm -hmm. super early in the morning for eat. So that part isn't crazy. But them going to that White Castle so that Harold could yell at them. Yeah. Is just it's like nothing is earned in this movie. and Everything <laughs> is literally just like handed to these guys on a on a plate because like Harold he just, you know, he doesn't have to like fight to find those guys mm -hmm. or do anything. Like they literally just walk up to him and yeah. it's like, oh, hey, there are those guys I need to tell off. Let me go do that real quick. Yeah. And then, of course, as he's coming in, the girl is on the elevator. So he doesn't even have to go through the process of like knocking on her door or taking mm -hmm. some sort of initiative step. It's literally just like, oh, here she is. Yeah. Do, do the thing you need to do because the movie's got to wrap up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. And then Kumar's just like, yeah, I guess I am going to go to med school. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, I guess it was pretty cool that I saved that guy from dying earlier. It's like, <laughs> that's what, that's it. It's just over now. You didn't learn anything. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> and then he postpones the interview. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yeah, because we're going to go to Amsterdam. I don't even think they go, or maybe they do go to Amsterdam in the second movie. I don't, I don't know if I saw it, but I don't think they go to Amsterdam. But yeah, and he just puts it off again where it's like, okay, I guess it's like, same old Kumar, mm -hmm. but maybe a little better Kumar. Yeah. I guess just because he says so. Yeah. Like probably know ten days from now. It's like okay, now it's time for your interview. Yeah. And it's like I don't, you know what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> that what that whole White Castle thing was like ages ago. I don't even give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little sort of insulting. Like by the end of that journey, and they're standing up on top of that peak, mm -hmm. getting ready to fucking what's that thing called? Hang glide. Hang glide down to the White Castle from the top of that cliff, and. uh <laughs> Fucking Kumar goes off on like a speech mm -hmm. about like the American dream and his, you know, his ancestors and Harold's ancestors food and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I get that it's like supposed to be kind of a joke mm -hmm. and everything. But the fact that he says that this whole night has been about the American dream made me just start thinking about it. Like, really? Like, what has this been about? 
And I cannot tell you in terms of like, what is, what, what is any sort of through line of, or plot line other than like, don't let your coworkers roll you over and make you do work or something. Yeah. Like, what, what was the inspirational thing? The guy, the black guy in the cell said, yeah, something about like things will work out in the end. People get what they deserve in the end, essentially. Yeah. It's, yeah. Something like that. Obviously, you know, that a movie like this, like they're going to get on the highway and they're going to start driving and they're going to, you know, go on their trip. And of course, things must go wrong right. because it's a movie mm-hmm. and it's a stoner movie and it's silly. And so they're going to get off on weird tangents and do stuff that distracts them from their final mm-hmm. goal. It seemed so contrived to like get them there because right off the bat, there's no reason for them to like ever get off of the highway right. and stop driving towards White Castle. The only reason is because he throws the change into the fucking toll booth and it doesn't give them the green light. Yeah. And then he drives through it. And then Harold, who like, and again, this is one of those like, oh, it's because they're stoned. So they're acting dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that shouldn't be an excuse for how dumb of a setup this is. Because then he just like throws their joint out the window. Yeah. And Kumar is like, that was the rest of our weed. Yeah. Yeah. Because he thinks the cops are coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The cops are going to come and get them for doing that. And it's like, yeah. okay, blah, blah, blah. He's high and he's paranoid. It's still like, so he throws that out the window. So then Cal, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I keep calling him Cal. <laughs> so then Kumar is like, oh, we got to fucking, we got to go and pick up more weed now. It's like, go to the, just go to the White Castle first. Yeah. And then go home and then go to the fucking Jewish guys mm-hmm. and like get some weed from them if yeah. you really, really need it. There's no reason for you to pull over and do any of this stuff. And it's like, again, just being too tough on it because mm-hmm. it's a stoner movie and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be dumb but it's like they gotta I just, get weed yeah it's... i just uh, it's it's really really showing me how derivative <laughs> all of these movies wind up being where it's just like of course the 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 crux of it has to be that they're gonna get weed yeah. that they have to obtain weed in some way mm-hmm. the whole thing just felt really really paint by numbers stoner movie mm-hmm. where things are happening where you're just like i don't understand what kind of universe you want to live in right now movie because <laughs> it seems like you're fairly grounded and then things just fucking come out of nowhere yeah like what was up with jamie kennedy why did jamie kennedy show up in the middle of the woods when kumar was pissing on that bush and i didn't then realize on that the bu- was jamie kennedy oh yeah and then pissed on the bush with him and then left or no, he didn't leave. Kumar just left yeah. and left him standing there. And that was it. Yeah. He was not in any of the rest of the movie. Of all the people to bring back, I was like, he should come back because what was that all about? Yeah. I don't I, understand what was happening. Where did he come from? Yeah. There like, were no other cars over there. Yeah. Like it's, that's a funny concept of oh, just yeah. like some dude out of nowhere, just like <laughs> in a suit looking bedraggled. Like <laughs> he wandered off from a party or something, did yeah. too much coke, and now he's in the woods. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this guy's story? And I was hoping there'd be more to it. And it's just like, nope, just the extreme guys over and over. Oh, and then the cheetah later. Yeah. Like, I know that I believe that they, on TV there was like a, a reference to like a cheetah escaping somewhere. Okay. Like in one of the scenes beforehand to yeah. like to like sort of set it up. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. So that would explain why there's just a random cheetah out there. But the whole like, they get it stoned and then they ride it. Mm-hmm. And then Kumar or no, Harold has a he falls off of the cheetah. He gets knocked off the cheetah yeah. by a tree branch and has a an excessively long fantasy sequence 
about like storming the castle where the girl yeah. he likes is kept <laughs> being guarded by the cop or something. Yeah. Uh, which that's just took way too goddamn long. Mm-hmm. And it was like, really? Are, these guys are riding a cheetah that yeah. they that they got stoned. Like it's it's so lowbrow. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm plenty lowbrow, <laughs> but that's even that's that's gauche even for me. Of like, really, guys, really, you bunch of adult people who wrote this movie and then directed it and all that shit. You're sitting there and you were like, they'll ride a cheetah, man. Yeah. Or battle shits. Yeah, that was quite possibly the least funny thing I have seen in a long time on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Like one, that concept is just is not a joke in and of itself. Yeah. Like pretty girls pooping loudly like that's lower than low. <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of it to like dress it up as though it's something clever they make it into this game like let's play the game battle shits mm-hmm. which isn't even like there's n- there's no game yeah there's nothing they're not doing anything they're just saying words after pooping yeah and that's all they're doing there's not a game being played you know it's not even it's not even as clever as it's pretending to be which isn't even that clever <laughs> like that is how bad that's that moment is and the fact that that scene and the the grossness is what makes them drop the weed that they just bought mm-hmm. into the toilet. So now they don't have weed again and they have to keep searching for it. Mm-hmm. Is like like how could you anchor your your like your story moment into a scene that terrible that you have to know should be cut. Yeah. Like there's nothing actually funny happening in that scene to hook it to the thing of like and then they drop their weed so they can't use it anymore so that there's no way you can cut it without it not making sense like mm-hmm. kumar just bought weed what happened to it yeah it's like oh sorry we had to cut the scene where that happened because it was so profoundly unfunny <laughs> that we could not bear to show it to you but they were like no man the story must be kept intact battle shits must remain Ugh adults adults made this that is the worst part like (laughs) i understand the dumb fucking teenage kids sitting around laughing at it yeah i cannot understand any of the people on the set of this movie doing this and feeling good about it yeah i can't imagine anyone was like this is working Mm-hmm. Oh man! This just is wait, funny. Just wait until you see the edit. <laughs> That'll be mm. like holy Christ! Oh, supremely unfunny. Mm-hmm. Still, so many gay jokes. Yeah. God damn, man! These movies. It's it's like you can <laughs> you can barely give Jay and Bob a pass for some of them simply because. Of like if you've if you've watched Jay Muse in any of the other movies and just the way that he is, it's kind of unavoidable yeah. with that guy. So it's like if you don't like him, then I totally get it. But if you're mm-hmm. in it and you're watching it, it's like you can kind of excuse it and be like, it's not necessarily funny, but it's but just, just that, yeah, it's yeah. Muse. Like you can't okay. But with <laughs> these characters, they're brand new. Mm-hmm. They're you know trying to make a name for themselves, and it's like, and you're still playing that card you're still mm-hmm. playing the like oh and the least heterosexual thing ever said in this apartment goes to harold you know and it's like yeah. really because he said he likes 16 candles mm-hmm. are you fucking babies adults made this movie that is the fucking <laughs> i just i can't get over that it's so ridiculous god 
Because it's like, especially because that's like, that's a good fucking movie, you know? It is. Like, it is it's a really good movie. It's not even a moment of like, of enjoying like a fucking like Olsen twins movie or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? It's like, oh, you know, you like 16 candles. Oh, what do you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off too? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, well, what about the Breakfast Club? Like, <laughs> why are you making fun of this? These are yeah. excellent films. Yeah, they're classics. Yeah, it's so, oh, it's such a dumb joke. <laughs> and it kind of, it, it, it sort of lends itself to the whole like not really liking Kumar Mm -hmm. in this movie where it's like he's kind of a jerk he makes a lot of decisions for them Mm -hmm. in ways that he shouldn't and and turns things into horrible problems where there shouldn't be any problems (laughs) Um, and I totally understand Harold's frustration with him you know towards the end of the movie and everything Mm -hmm. uh, where he punches out the cop because he's gonna try to punch Kumar and he ducks and he punches the cop so he goes to jail Um, but Real quick, before that, when they were at the college. Oh, God, right, right, right. Um, When Harold is sitting in that group. Uh-huh. And the kid that keeps asking him questions. Oh, my God. The, like, excited waving that he was doing when he had a question. Oh, yeah. It was just that I I found that. I loved it. That's, that's, uh, that's Bobby Lee. <laughs> okay. He was, on, uh, he was on Mad TV for a while. Okay. But I've always kind of enjoyed him. He's he's a little bit of a weirdo, but mm-hmm. when he's like as a character, you know, like I've I've seen some stand up of his, and he's like, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. His like real personality, <laughs> but when he gets into a role like that, he shines. Yeah, and that oh my god, that face just <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, he was so adorable. <laughs> so they're back in the car after the whole college fiasco, mm-hmm. and Kumar stops to pee. Right, right. Oh, and the fucking raccoon the gets raccoon, in the car. That was of a terrifying course. fucking puppet. Yeah, it really was. That was spooky. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Yeah, but it was also it's it, so stupid. It just it was just like this movie is just like playing the hits mm-hmm. without any of the soul. Yeah, you know, it's just like oh, uh, there's got to be an animal gets in the car scene, mm-hmm. and then they fucking rock paper scissors to see who gets to throw the dart at the wall that hits the animal name, <laughs> and it fucking hit raccoon, and they're like, boom, there you go. Nobody's done raccoon in a while. Yeah. So they got to do the raccoon one. And then later, like, it's just, and then later with the fucking gross hillbilly guy that they pick up. And mm-hmm. it's just like, of of course, mm-hmm. the whole, oh, they're out in the backwoods and they're afraid they're going to get murdered and mm-hmm. whatever. And the guy's gross. But he's got a hot whatever. wife. Yeah. And, it's like, look at mm-hmm. how gross he is. Ew. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's the whole joke of that character is like, look at how gross he is. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn it, man. Do something original other than having your characters not be two white guys. Yeah. Like, that was the only <laughs> thing the movie did that was like, oh, this is a little different. Yeah. And then the whole rest of it was like, oh, but it's all the same anyway. Mm. Gross. But hey, <laughs> at least now I know where that Ryan Reynolds meme comes from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but why? That yeah. Was- that he was, was great in it just because he's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Man. Oh, yeah. you, you can't can't not love Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was so fucking stupid too. Where it was like, it's like I know where we're gonna get pot, medicinal marijuana mm-hmm. from this hospital that we're at. Yeah, and I was like, there is zero chance that that is how that works. Yeah, even with my zero percent knowledge <laughs> of how that works, I can tell you that's not how that works. Yeah, like I, it's not just sit. There's not just bundles sitting around in a hospital yeah no the i have some knowledge on the topic and yeah 
and dispensaries, medical dispensaries in hospitals are like not a thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's not how it works. Yeah, so I was like, that's stupid. But then they immediately... Especially, <laughs> especially 16 years ago. Exactly. That was the biggest thing. I was like, I know that that's not how that works back then with a fucking certainty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Especially on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> like, West Coast, you might be able to play that off in a movie. Yeah. Like, they were doing that since the 80s. Yeah. Like, all right. But, nah. So, yeah, they get immediately told that that's not the case. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> so then, I mean, I don't remember, because essentially the plot of the movie comes down to them finding, trying to find weed in one place or another. Mm-hmm. And so they they bought it from the kid at Princeton, the little hippie kid. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped it in the toilet. Mm-hmm. So then they had to find more. Mm-hmm. So they rec- tried at the hospital. Right. They tried at the hospital. They knew they couldn't get it. What happened after the hospital? So then, um... oh, sorry. Another fucking coincidence is that while they're driving, after that happens, they're driving past the little theater that just happens to be showing 16 candles. And mm-hmm. who just happens to come walking out of the showing is that girl Maria from down the hall. Yeah. So now that they, now you know. You have that something Harold, in common. Exactly. Oh, my God. It was like, why are you even bothering with this storyline movie? Yeah. Nobody cares. It's not important. Just move along. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just these coincidences are so dumb and again it feels like it's they're just in a little like one block radius mm-hmm. like just running into everybody everywhere yeah the same people oh and then so then they get to the fucking the gross guy mm-hmm. freak show or whatever yeah and his hot wife and, was he played by anyone uh let me take a look because he looked sort of familiar that was that was my thing like that there could be someone i know under all that makeup Oh, it's Christopher Maloney from uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. That's silly. That is that is very silly because that's like a very serious show. Yeah, very serious actor. Yeah. Playing this fucking ridiculous part. I mean, I guess good on him. Yeah. Sure, you got paid. Expand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This was the one that was going to break him. People are going to be like, "Who was that freak show guy? I need to put him in my next picture." <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's the terrible, gross guy and the mm-hmm. his hot wife, and they want to bang her, and then he wants to bang them. And like, can we make it a foursome? And, and then they, they run, run out screaming, mm-hmm. and they're just in the car, and they're like, let's never talk about that again. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could have just not shown us that movie, and we could have just never known, mm-hmm. and nothing would have changed. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't have to fucking flatten their tire. <laughs> yeah, they could have just kept going because the next part is the best part. Is when they finally pick up Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Who absolutely steals the fucking rug out from everyone else in this movie. He just, it's it's his movie. It yeah, really is. It, I mean, it's impossible for him to not, especially given the circumstances of the rest of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just too charming. Oh, yeah. And like, you, you have to know too, like at that point, 2004. Was he not out yet? I, I don't know about that because I don't think they really put that in your Wikipedia page. <laughs> like yeah. milestone years. Like, and this was the year he came out. Yeah. But it like, might at, be at, only on Ellen DeGeneres' page. Yeah. But at that point, like, he, um you know, obviously he'd been Doogie Hauser and all that. Uh, he was in Starship Troopers as well, which is that was what I always knew him from. Like, when then when I saw this movie, I was like, hey, it's that kid from <laughs> Starship Troopers. <laughs> but him showing up in this movie is not. The same as if he showed up in a movie now. 
like this. You know what I mean? He wasn't so fucking everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't uh, how I met your mother mm-hmm. and fucking doing the like Tony's award show all the time, like a hosting things and being, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so at this point it was like, holy shit, I, I would liken seeing him in this movie when it first came out. Like, oh, my God, would be like if it was like Macaulay Culkin now, yeah. you know, where it's like, I remember him from a while ago and he's mm-hmm. kind of been around, but he's not really everywhere. Yeah. But you know him when you see him. And mm-hmm. there's and as soon as you see him, you're like, wait, him? Yeah. That's what it would feel like now if Macaulay Culkin did this. Yeah. Um. As a quick side note, Neil Patrick Harris came out in 2006. So oh, this was- Yeah. So, so there you go. So he was, this was him like going out and banging chicks was still part of his persona, essentially. Yeah. 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 It's hysterical. Like that makes it way funnier in retrospect, <laughs> not in a way the movie ever could have predicted. <laughs> but yeah, he absolutely steals the movie because mm-hmm. he finally, like, he only really has like two big scenes. Yeah. Because like he's in the car with them at first. And he's just like, this is fucking boring. Let's go do some shit. And he's yeah. just like freaking out on him. You know, he left a party, <laughs> did a bunch of X or something. He's yeah. still rolling. Um, and then he gets bored when they're in the, the convenience store. So he just leaves with the car. Mm-hmm. And then they see him drive by once later with apparently no one driving. Yeah. While he's like they're partying all out, the, out sunroof. the sunroof. Yeah, yeah like- with some naked ladies. <laughs> and then they see him right at the very end at the White Castle where he's like, oh, you guys are talking about it so much. Yeah. So I came here. Here's your car. Mm -hmm. it came all over the back seat yeah (laughs) like jesus christ just the way that he handled it like here's like 50 bucks for the meal here's uh 200 for the car (laughs) what happened to my car (laughs) but yeah like that even though he's not in that much he's definitely just like probably the best part of it Mm -hmm. and probably the most memorable part of the whole thing it's like oh that's the movie with fucking nph where he's going crazy and all that and i'm pretty sure he's in the rest of the movies too like he's kind of like a guy who keeps showing up in their lives for some reason but yeah he absolutely steals it oh yeah i kind of wish that he had been in more of it i was like oh shit i remember him being way more in this movie and now you know there's barely any of it yeah, that's when they get to the the gas station and he steals the car. So they go to the, the pay phone and Harold gets arrested and mm-hmm. Kumar picks him up. And then there is uh, the one fantasy scene that I thought worked because there were two. They each had one. Kumar had one and, and Harold had one. Mm, mm. <laughs> but Kumar yes. is where he smells the big giant bag of weed that's left on the cop's desk. Yeah. And he has the whole dream of fucking like dating it and marrying it. <laughs> having like kids or something. And yeah. then, But the, the thing that killed was that it goes too far and <laughs> the relationship sours and he like hits it. Yeah. <laughs> You're worthless. And, and then it like comes back to reality and he's like happy about it. <laughs> like yeah. Like that's how it'll go it'll be great for a while and then it'll turn bad but it's okay like that was that was hysterical if it was just happy stuff it would have been like okay yeah blah 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 he's dreaming about fucking marrying the bag of weed Mm -hmm. i saw spongebob when squidward has the dream about marrying the krabby patty and stuff so it's like i know of these kinds of jokes Mm -hmm. you got to give me something more movie and i was so glad it did yeah it's like oh and then it goes bad (laughs) that was hysterical uh, so they steal that weed and they don't even wind up with that weed in the end because they steal the weed and they steal the extreme, the extreme guys. guys truck mm-hmm. and uh, and then they leave the weed in it when they get to the <laughs> the the peak and yeah. hang glide off of it. And then the cop arrests the 
the extreme guys for having all the weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those and ex- for being dicks. Yeah, and for being dicks. But I'm glad that they did get theirs for being dicks. Yeah, but man, they they really were the worst. Like I, mm-hmm. I almost can't tell if it was really great and that's why I hated it, or if it was really dumb. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like they were awful. But in that way where it's like, I mean, if they were real, I would think they were awful. Mm-hmm. So if this was a really good portrayal, I would still hate them. So I'm not sure. <laughs> but I feel like the idea is just so stupid that I might hate it for real. <laughs> a little bit of both. A little column A, a little column B. It's a stupid idea, but they did it really well. I guess. Because <laughs> like the dude like scrocking like a pterodactyl at yeah. them or something was just oh. like, oh my God. I don't understand how, like, nobody just punches them all the time. Like, yeah. why are these guys not being constantly punched yeah. all the or time? Or why, why aren't convenience store clerks, like, calling the cops? Yeah, really. Like, they're clearly destroying property. Yeah, and they're just like, going like, no. Yeah, like, no, stop. And then getting beat up by them and still not calling the cops. Yeah, because it's like, it's okay, and it's not like they're being, like, held up by these guys. It's not like mm. these guys are coming in and robbing the place. They're just being a general nuisance. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to call the cops. It's not like a like a like just let them take the money and leave. Yeah. It's it's more important that you're okay than the store keep the money. It's like but it's not about the money. It's about them destroying all of our yeah. shit. Call the cops. Them kayaking through the aisles. Yeah. Like ah, uh, like so much time. You they come in with a kayak. Call the cops then. Yeah. Like and I was honestly really bummed that uh, neither Harold nor Kumar actually did anything to them. Yeah. You know, like they took, they stole the truck and they mm-hmm. essentially framed them for having a giant bag of weed. Mm-hmm. But it's like the fact that there was no actual confrontation between them where it's like maybe fucking Harold actually gets a punch off or something mm-hmm. and like acts like a man for once. Cause that's sort of, I guess that's his plot line is like, mm-hmm. oh, he's kind of a wimpy guy. Mm-hmm. So like be tough then, punch one of these guys or something. Do yeah. something for the love of God. Yeah. Um, okay, who was each of the who played each of the Jewish guys? Uh the guy with the beard is David Crumholtz. Okay. So he's he's uh he was Bernard. In, mm-hmm, he was in the Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh and then uh, Eddie K. Thomas was uh, was mm-hmm. the other guy. He was Finch in the American Pie movies. I had a feeling that's what I knew him from. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's that guy. I enjoyed their characters. Mm-hmm. I mean they as stereotypical as they yeah, kind of were. Like, kind of really goofy. <laughs> Um, but I honestly, I probably would, would have preferred to follow their story. <laughs> that was also fucking weird that they ran into them on the road. Yeah. And it's like on this random ass desolate back street mm-hmm. somewhere. Like how, how are these things happening? How is literally everybody you run into someone that you know yeah. or have run into before or something? It's, it's just too much, man. Too much. Yeah. It, Cause I think what makes it so bad is that there's like, there's no plot. Mm-hmm. There's none to it. So everything is full on coincidence. Mm-hmm. None of it is pre-planned. Nobody is like coming to get them or showing up. You know, it's not like the extreme guys are like, those fucking guys, let's go get them. Yeah. So they run into each other. It's literally like, oh, they're just here again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? How lazy is that movie? Yeah. You can't even give these characters any kind of motivation. It's just like, oh, they're hanging around being dicks again. And Harold and Kumar stumble on them again. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just why? And this is the end of the movie. Like, this is how they get to White Castle is mm-hmm. stealing these guys' truck and then their hang glider and then getting to White Castle. And it's still, there's no actual confrontation or like reason for them to even be in the same place. Yep. 
it's just like it just it just it just happens man mm-hmm. and i and think that's why that whole thing pissed me off with the guy in the jail cell where he essentially says like everything go everything will fall into place mm-hmm. so it's like is that your excuse movie yeah are you trying to like play like a, it was just fate yeah to this explain is, this is karma for these guys but like using like it was all it all happened as it was supposed to mm-hmm. as a cover for the fact that you're the laziest fucking writers on the planet and mm-hmm. are just like uh just put that guy back in this scene and uh just bring those guys back and uh let's not think mm-hmm. of anything new let's just fucking recycle everything mm-hmm. it's really fucking disappointing by the end of the movie just being like i don't feel like i was on an adventure I feel like I just watched a bunch of other movies taped together, you know? (laughs) Yeah, little short films of all these guys. Yeah, it did not really work for me by the end of it. And especially like the whole, all the glory shots of the White Castle food and everything really kind of hammered home that whole, like, this was just a fucking 90 minute commercial for White Castle. Mm -hmm. It somehow felt really hollow. When that ending hit, where it's like, this is supposed to be triumphant. This is supposed mm-hmm. to be the moment they do what they said they were going to do. And I guess the fucking joke's on me because they fucking said it right at the top of like, we're not ending this night without White Castle in our stomach. So it's mm-hmm. like, of course, so they're going to get to White Castle. So there's going to be eating of White Castles. Why is this surprising you, Jeff? And it's like, well, it's not surprising. It's just, it's just feels like gross yeah in a way and for you differently gross because mm-hmm. you, you just don't <laughs> like white castle yeah but gross in the sense of like you got to imagine that white castle was like oh fucking yeah we'll be in this movie because you'll make people want white castle mm-hmm. make sure to get some nice beauty shots of our white castles at the end show how much they're enjoying their white castles and all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a fun little joke anymore. It doesn't feel like, oh, stoner joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these stoners had to get their food. Mm-hmm. And I related to it because White Castle's a real restaurant. So it made me feel like, you know, oh, hey. And then by the end of it, you kind of realize that you've been <laughs> advertised to. And you're like, oh, shit. You know what? This doesn't, this doesn't seem fun anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just, it doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't feel like, like you're in on the joke anymore. <laughs> you know, it kind of mm-hmm. just feels like, oh, oh, you're just kind of selling to me. Oh, I mean, it pretty much ends there. Yeah, because then Harold's co-workers walk in. Yeah, and he tells him off mm-hmm. and gets his car back from Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. And he goes home and they go up in the elevator and Maria's there mm-hmm, leaving and they kiss and then decide that they're going to go to Amsterdam for 10 days. Yeah, the way you said that made it seem like Harold and Kumar kiss and decide they're going to go to Amsterdam, which would have been way better. It would have been a wonderful twist ending. Mm-hmm. Be like, also, at the end of all of this, we realize that we're gay and we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I last note I wrote down is just how Harold got his groove back, I guess, Yeah, is the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like That's what it boils down to, I guess, because Kumar doesn't change. No. I, I truthfully, if, if you like ask me, like as a person, based on what you saw in this movie, do you believe he's going to take the next interview seriously? I would say no. Yeah, like, absolutely. Nothing, hap- no. nothing really happened to actually change his mind. <laughs> so in the end, the only real thing that happened is like at the beginning of the movie, Harold was meek and weak willed and <laughs> wouldn't talk to women, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and then by the end of it, he does. Yeah, he kissed the girl he likes. <laughs> yeah, it's or like, at least has been fawning over. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess that was the point of the whole movie. Yeah, that and 
by White Castle. <laughs> yeah. Eat White Castle. It'll make you confident. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And not diarrheal at all. Yeah. It did have a few funny moments in it. Like there mm-hmm. were there were little beats that were particularly funny. Uh, I, I loved that Kumar leaves his phone in the apartment when they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to go back and get it? And they look and they're like, like 10 feet down the hall. Yeah. Just, no, we've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, and Bobby Lee, obviously, like we were talking about, he mm-hmm. was hysterical. Ryan Reynolds. Really, basically, when people who weren't the main characters of this movie showed up mm-hmm. is when things were funny. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Bobby Lee and uh, Ryan Reynolds and then Neil Patrick Harris. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. God, that still boggles my mind. <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> like, people sometimes say that, like, you know a good movie when it's when you're when you're still asking questions about it in your head later. It's like mm-hmm. I guess this counts as a good movie because I'm still wondering what the hell Jamie Kennedy was doing <laughs> out in those woods and what his life is like. Like what what was that character doing? What yeah. did he go on to do in the rest of this night? Like what was his life? Did he run into that cheetah too? He was randomly out in the woods. Was he the corpse that the cheetah had? <gasps> Maybe. Oh my god, that just dawned on me. Because I think the the corpse had a suit on, didn't it? I think so. Oh no. <laughs> oh. That is hysterical. Oh my god. Oh shit. Never mind. This movie's amazing. This is, this is the best <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my Finally. life. Closure. <laughs> After all these years. Oh, because that that honestly was a tiny like before they fucking smoke with and ride that cheetah. Mm-hmm. The fact that like they see the cheetah and they're like, oh my god, it's a cheetah. God, I think everything's okay. Like, I don't think they eat people. And then it just pulls a corpse out of the thing. They're like, oh, my God, that's a corpse. Okay, so it totally eats people. <laughs> like, that I thought was funny. And then and then it just, it wants the the uh, the jerky stick that, mm-hmm. that Harold had in his pants, which mm-hmm. is like another one of those little things that, like, you know is going to come. But the movie is very obvious with its setups. Yeah. So it's like when he takes that from... The, the uh, Jewish guys. Yeah, the Jewish guys at the beginning of the movie. It's like, well, obviously that's coming back. Mm-hmm. Something is going to happen with that jerky. Uh, I honestly like, oh. had forgotten about it. Oh. <laughs> and then came back and I was like, all right. He that's took right, that he jerky. Took the jerky. Right. I don't know. I would not. I probably would not sit and watch it again. Yeah. Before watching it, if someone was like, hey, did you, would you want to sit, that, sit down and watch? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why this character has such a high voice. I don't know who I'm hanging out with. But like, hey, man, if you, know, if you want to you wanna sit down and watch Harold and Kumar? And I would have been like, yeah, sure, man. That, that'd be cool. And then I'd watch it and be like, oh, man, you know what? Turns why out did I don't we like, do that? Yeah, it turns out I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> uh, but now, after sitting down and really watching it again, it's like if someone was like, do you want to watch that? It's like, there's not enough. Not enough, yeah. man. Not enough to save it. Not even Anthony Anderson at the beginning as the as the burger <laughs> he, guy. He was great. Who was freaking out. Let's burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> I I still I noticed this when I first saw the movie and it still boggles my mind to this day. So they get to that place. Because mm-hmm. that's like the very, very beginning of yeah, the movie. They're gonna the burger go to Burger Shack. Yeah, they go to the Burger Shack. They thought it was a white castle. It's not a white castle anymore. Now it's this other burger place. And this guy kind of really sends them off on their mission because he's like, These burgers won't do. Mm-hmm. If you want White Castle, you gotta get White Castle. Um, the fact that the background for Anthony Anderson, when they're in that view of the, the drive through window, the fact that it's outside, did you notice that? I did not. The background of that scene, like when they're showing him and they're aiming at the restaurant mm-hmm. through the drive through window behind him is dark black sky and fucking trees. 
blowing in the wind back there. I've never understood what the fuck was going on there. It's like, did they not know when they were shooting this that they didn't put in like a fake back wall? Were they planning to do it later and ran out of money? Did they really just not give a shit? Yeah, how did that get by? How I didn't that... even notice. Yeah, it's always I was distracted me. by Anthony Anderson. He's great. I honestly really do like <laughs> Anthony Anderson. Another example of someone else showing up and making it funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it that, that really hammered home of this like, did they give a shit when making this movie? Yeah. Like who who didn't? Who didn't give a shit the most? <laughs> like obviously you almost have to say the director. Yeah. But cuz it's just it like It might be easier to find out who gave the most shit about it. I guess. I don't even know. I don't that's not a mystery I feel like going down and, and figuring out. No. Oh. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for popcorn for dinner this week. Uh this is Jeff and Kelly. The universe tends to unfold as it should. Thank you.